Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Relax, Relate, Repeat. I am Jay. That is Trey, and we are on our 10th episode. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. lit. Uh, So if you have not already catch up on all the past episodes, rate and review our podcast and continue to tap in with us. Yes, So it is, it's not fall, but it's the fall semester, okay? It's Mm -hmm, back to mm -hmm. school season. That's the season that it is. Yes, it is back to school. And we know it's looking a little different than before, but we are using this time to talk about all of our great school stories i got a lot of those a lot of things we can talk about today we gotta but but actually trey let me ask you did you have anything to say before i just bulldoze past all of that um um yes i just something really 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 random i just been watching a lot of netflix i just want to say that jason pitts is a dickhead um, <laughs> I want to make sure I throw that oh, out there. Oh, I was like, at first I was like, who is that? And now I remember from the Yeah, game. I don't like him. Oh, and he also, did that though. He was terrible. Terrible. And also, I also want to throw out there that I do not like Moesha's parents' parenting. But we're not going to get too deep into that. Really? Not not D? I like D, but her dad... Yeah, I, Frank he, is a mess. Frank is a whole full mess. But D be like all understanding. Because D... <laughs> Obviously, thinks she thinks about what she's doing before she does it. I feel like Frank, he pisses me off because it just bothers me that like, I see something on Twitter about how trying to say Moesha was a spoiled brat and how she was people saying that she deep only because she was writing in her journal to instrumentals, but she was really just a spoiled child who didn't always want to have her way and threw a fit when she didn't get it. But we all, so I don't want a wanna, teenager. Okay, but I also want to just emphasize the fact that I'm over people acting like parents aren't the reason, like, parents' actions don't reflect on how their kids act. Like, Frank didn't want Moesha to get, Frank was scared about Moesha getting older, so he started to try to put her on a leash and restrict everything she could, could do or couldn't do and all that type of stuff, which led to her rebelling against him. And then he want to sit here and be like, oh, I don't understand why she's rebelling. Because, nigga, you got her on a leash. Like, what is going on? Like, when homeboy, when Q-Dad said, well, maybe if you if you gave them some freedom, they wouldn't have to sneak around. That's exactly what it he is. like, what, what did he say? Maybe you shouldn't give me. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't tell me how to, how to raise, raise my, my child. Like, like okay, shut up. You need to listen. Or something. Okay? Because it was a mess. And shout out to Q. Q is forever, babe. But no, I can't stand the parenting in Moesha. Frank was a mess. But Dee was usually the voice of reason. But, you know, she still had to stay in her, you know, I don't want to say her place, but she had to kind of tread lightly in the beginning because she was the step-parent trying to come in. But I fuck with Dee. But Frank was a whole mess. A hot mess. But I was real upset when they made her switch schools. That Let her stay at Scran- Crenshaw. That's where I am right now because I kind of been slowed down just a little bit. But that's where I am right now. She at that other school. See, oh I'm not even I'm not even there yet. I watched that episode. Oh. I, I watched that episode when I was like visiting one of my friends. So I seen that part. That's when I got mad. I'm like, bro, y'all making her switch you making her switch schools because you don't like her boyfriend. And going into all this debt. Well not debt, but paying all this money because you don't like this girl boyfriend. Like, this like bro, is so like dramatic. you're you're weird. But you're hey, weird. if if she never switched schools, we never get Usher. So 
And then you try to pimp her out to your fraternity brother, bro. Like, that was uh, a damn mess. Like, bro, what? You got Professor Ogilvy coming over here <laughs> with his little raggedy son. <sighs> it's okay. Turn out, this is not what the episode is about. I know, but we were talking about school right there anyway, so we can switch. It can, it's Back. still a transition. What you say. Back to school. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about some of our most memorable moments in school. So let me ask you this, Trey. I'm going to ask him a bunch of questions, and I guess I'm going to answer them as well, I guess. And so you can get to know what our school days were like. So mm-hmm. let's start off with some easy. Who was your favorite teacher? And we're only talking about K through 12. We're not talking about college because that's a, a beast of its own. We already talked about college. So we're talking about K through 12 now. So who was your favorite teacher growing up? See, this is complicated because I have a lot of teachers who will be considered favorites in, to me. So we're going to have to uh, break them up by school. Okay. So we're going to start with the OG Mulek Park. My favorite teachers at Mulek will have to be Ms. Williamson. Okay, and solid. Ma- and Ms. Metcalf. Solid. So all the black ones. Yeah, the black ones. <laughs> but like... Those are people who like I loved all my teachers except for the one who Mr. tried to get me the one who tried to get me kidnapped. We um, discussed him last week. <laughs> yes, we did. I loved all my I all I had always had amazing teachers when I was at Mule. Every teacher I had was very, very, very like influential and helped me get to where I am. And shout out to y'all if y'all ever hear this. But Miss Williamson and Ms. Metcalf, I don't know. I always just feel like I've had though I got those auntie vibes from them, especially because mm-hmm. they was friends with Aunt Pad and stuff. So it's like I was always like around them, or like even when I wasn't in their class, they always like checking on me and cared about me, and it, that's something that I always just value because they taught our older sister too. So it was like when I came, they were already like looking out for me without me even having to exactly. do anything, and I loved that. Now, when I got to what grade was that? Middle school? I would say my favorite teacher in middle school would be, ooh, this is complicated because I really didn't like a lot of my teachers in middle yeah. school. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite teacher in middle school, I was I always liked the mean teachers because I was I went to I went to Alger and you already know that was just If you know, you know. Yeah, if you know, you know. And it was just a mess. So sometimes I just like I just like the teachers who were like mean because they people know how to act in those classes. So I would say <laughs> my favorite teachers in middle school would be Miss Henschel. She was my English teacher in seventh grade. Miss Cook, God rest her soul, she passed a couple years ago. Oh. And also just Miss Allen, because I always know Miss Allen. I have Miss Allen forever, but that was my band teacher. So shout yeah, out Ms. to Miss Allen been around for like all, our whole lives. Like, why are you following us? She actually was not the teacher at, at Alger when I was there. So, but, yeah, but she, she was with me at Muley for like yeah. our kindergarten and first grade. And then she just popped back up. I was like, hey. <laughs> I know you. But the band was hype. I knew how to play my instrument. <laughs> you played a trumpet with that spit, that spitty ass trumpet. <laughs> hmm. I used to be cold at the trumpet until I switched schools, and the band was terrible, so I quit. <laughs> Man. And then for high school, my favorite teacher. I'm just gonna just do this. This one, Mrs. Favorite teacher herself 
This is Ashley Matthews. Was was her name then? Now Ashley Covington, I believe. Now shout out to her because she prepared me for college in ways that she, if she wasn't my teacher, I probably wouldn't have made it. So <laughs> shout out to her. For me, I had to add another addition, so I'm gonna keep the other ones very brief. Um, elementary school was Miss Bentley. That was my fifth grade teacher. That was Best my fifth grade teacher with Miss Metcalf. Fun my fact, <laughs> she was so cool. Like I loved being in her class, um, and I remember we got to go to her her house for like an end of the year celebration. That was so much fun. She had a big ass house on a whole bunch of land. We had so much fun over there, just doing nothing, just running around in her backyard. <laughs> fifth grade. For middle school, it has to be Miss McIntosh because Miss McIntosh was so black. And she wanted to make sure that we knew that we was black. She forced all her students to learn, you know, just so many things. She made us learn the Black National Anthem. She made us learn a whole bunch of stuff. She was our social studies teacher. And she just was, she was so committed to like bettering all of her students. And I just loved her so much. And her and her dreads and <laughs> she was just an awesome teacher and she also she taught our older sister too so it was the same type of situation also for the listeners we have a lot of family in grps so the teachers knew what was up when we walked in the door they knew to <laughs> act right and they knew who to look out for so i mean we definitely had some of that going on high school i would say miss williams my my english teacher because she was just so fun like and she was the librarian back when i was in middle school and yeah, the next she, thing I know, she popped up in my life as an English teacher, and she remembered me, so that was lit. And then, like, she was just so cool. Like, we did all the fun stuff in her class, but she was the type who was cool, but she also always had control of her class. Like, you don't try it with Ms. Williams. But I want to add a late addition and say, rest in peace to Mr. Burt, my band teacher from middle school, who was so invested in me as a child that when I went to high school, I went to what they call a school of choice for those that might not know. It was a Montessori high school. I went to regular elementary school, but I went to a Montessori high school, which is pretty much, it's just part of GRPS. He was so invested in me as a, I'm going to just say artist because I can't think of another word. <laughs> that musician? He, as a musician, that he sought me out to come and play at the high school that he was teaching at. So I was able to go to school where I was at and then come and be in the band at that school. It just so happened that that was the school that was also my district. So I did everything there. But I'm like, I was in the band there and he fought for me to be a part of that and got it approved. And what's crazy, and I really just put this together a moment ago, if I was not in the band, I probably would never be with my husband. Hmm. Because I did not meet CJ through the band but the band was the first thing that I was involved in at Ottawa Hills. And through me being involved in the band, that made me open to wanting to join the track team, which made me open to wanting to join the cross country team. And that is when me and CJ met again. We knew each other before. We met a, a before and like when I was like going to seventh grade. But that is when, when I joined that cross country team, is when he was going to practice. I was at practice. He was at practice. And then he messaged me on Bebo. And that's how we started dating. Oh, Bebo? <laughs> did you say Bebo? <laughs> did. I sure did. He messaged. He had walked past me. And it was like like the whole football team would walk past to go to the field. And we would kind of practice like we would get started like in the lot. 
So they had walked past us. And I remember like Devin Ivy or somebody being like, oh, CJ want to talk to you. He want to talk to you. And I'm like, he don't want to talk to me. You know, I wouldn't think about that. I thought, I thought they were just playing. Then he messaged me, asked me for my number. And that is when we started dating pretty much. We talked for a little bit, but that's how we reconnected. Because when I met CJ previously, neither of us were interested in the other. So <laughs> I want to say a major shout out to Mr. Burke, because although it's possible that we would have met regardless, that was the ripple effect that led me to my husband. And Mr. Burke was always so influential in my life. He forced them to change my schedule in middle school to put me back in band. He was just all <laughs> cause I was in his um like his music theory class and I told him I used to play the, the clarinet in sixth grade. And he was like, well why don't they have you in the class now? No, I'm gonna talk to them about this. And they changed my whole damn schedule to get me in band because of him. So shout out to him and rest in peace. But if you from Grand Rapids and you ever heard Ottawa Hills band, you already know what's up. Uh, the memories. And he was he was my music teacher in elementary school. However, what what year? Oh, really? For, yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So let's go from the positive. Did you snack when I smacked? <laughs> I, hate that. I, I thought it was me, and I was like, "Why did my smack echo back in the, in the <laughs> headphones?" <laughs> okay. Anyways. Now we're going to get a little negative. So who were your least favorite teachers? See, I'm not going to say names out of respect. So first of all, we can say Mr. Bennett. Yeah, Mr. Bennett's name can be out there because Mr. Bennett put my life in danger and he was just rude all around rude. I'm going to say names up to one. I'm going to say this next name too. I'll also could not stand my band teacher substitute that came along not my sixth grade year. He, he was a long-term <laughs> sub our oh, sub okay. our um our substitute our uh, main teacher he ended up getting a hip surgery or a knee replacement or something like that so he was out for literally the rest of the school year and we had this substitute named mr taylor and he was so rude bro like when i say rude i mean this man was rude as hell for no reason. I remember I asked him if I can go to the bathroom. He told me no. And I was like, bro, I got to pee. Like, I'm one of the good kids. I don't do nothing. I just want to go to the bathroom and come back. And he told me that I couldn't go to the bathroom. I was like, look, I'm leaving to go pee. You can call my mama if you want to. I'm leaving. So I left and I went to the bathroom. And then he called mom and was like, well, I just feel like Trayvon is going down the wrong path. <laughs> my mom was like, if my son didn't go to the bathroom, he going to the damn bathroom. <laughs> like, like my, you already know how mom is. She was on it. I, I knew who to call at that for that one. Like, bro, like he also got he got he tried to get mad at me because he started being disrespectful because I told him that he needed to put the grades in the grade book because my mom was gonna yell at me because I, instead I had a C in the class and we all know mom don't play no C's. She in does not, especially in band, bro. Like. <laughs> She was set it off. I set it off in this house. Like when I came home with a progress report, time I had a seat because he didn't put the stuff in the grade book. Also, uh, Mr. Hugin, I did not like him. I hope everything's fine with him. Like at this point, like obviously, this is. I, I wish him the best. I hope everything's good in his life. But Mr. Hugin, he wasn't was, that terrible. He wasn't Mr. Bennett terrible. I had Mr. Hugin, and he was always to nice you, to me. To you, bro. <laughs> like to me. Mr. Hugin used to be on tip with me. 
every single Always nice day, to bro. <laughs> like, every single day. Anybody who might be listening to this, whoever went to school with me at, at Alger in sixth grade, they was in my math class. They know. I was one of the kids who just went in there, did they work and had social conversations while doing my work. Mr. Hugan used to get mad because he couldn't control the class. And he just always picked on me because I'm the I'm the easy target. So he'd be like, well, Trayvon, get out of my class and don't come back unless you got a parent. And I used to cuss his ass out all the way from the back of the classroom to the front of the classroom. Call him all types of names because he had me messed up. And that's how I was friends with all my Latin ex friends. So I was cussing him out of English and Spanish. Oh it was my just, gosh. I was just going in because I didn't like him. Mr. Hugo was fine with me. The only thing is, and I was a child, so I, this was incorrect. But I told him, I was, because he had said something to me the next year, and he was like, you remember him? I'm like, yeah, I remember you. You're the one who messed up my 4.0. Now, he did not mess up my 4.0. I simply got to be in his class. That was not his fault. <laughs> At that time, I was like, you're the one who did it. <laughs> I had a 4.0 in his class in, in um, whatever grade that was, and they printed our names off big as hell in the, in the lunchroom. <laughs> And that next semester, I didn't get one, and, I was, and it was because of him. Well, it was because of that class, not because of him. And then last but not least, my other least favorite teacher of all time would be my statistics teacher from high school who tried to kick me out of class again. Because it's always the math ones always trying to kick me out. He tried to kick me out of class because, once again, he could not control his class. And I was eating Sour Patch Kids while he was yelling at everyone else. And he was upset because he thought I felt like it was a game. Like, oh, you think it's a game? You're eating your Sour Patch Kids? Like, like it's a, this is all a joke. I'm like, bro, I'm the only person. I had the only A in that class literally the entire school year. <laughs> so I'm like, if you don't leave me alone, bro, like, mm-mm. So those teachers, oh, I wish gosh. y'all all the best. But y'all had me completely and utterly messed up throughout my duration of K-12. I have one teacher to bring up because for the most part, I didn't have too many issues with teachers. I mean, like some of them was whacker than others, but it's, it take a lot for me to just not like you. And I did not like Mr. Toonstra, Tynstra. I still don't know how to say that man's name, but some white man, he was also a math teacher. Seventh grade yeah seventh grade math because my eighth grade math teacher was miss baker and she was lit um but <laughs> seventh grade this man first of all always musty yellow stains all under the shirt always got on a white or blue shirt yellow stains in the armpit breath always stink and want to get right next to your face to help you so you already got this and then he's just rude. He always want to tell you to be quiet. He always want to kick people out of his class. And then Mr. Burt got my schedules changed, like I said, correct? So that happens in seventh grade. I speak to Mr. Tynstra the very first day that we changed the schedule. I say, hey, as you can see, I'm sure it went like this, but as you can see, I have changed classes. Can you please make sure that you change my grades? Like we had the whole conversation. He's like, oh yeah, I'm going to move your, your assignments from that class to this class and all of that. Then this nigga never does that. Cause my dad to tell him I got a D in a class. And then my old whimpery self, cause I ain't had no balls in, in, in seventh grade like that. So I'm like, well, did you remember to like change the grades? He was like, oh, I didn't. So you called my daddy and set the alarms off that I got a D when I truly had an A. The disrespect. 
so upset because I'm like, sir, this is your job. I literally, we spoke about this the first day I set foot in here that you had to do it. And then you didn't do it. Now you mad at me because I have a D. I don't have a D. I have an A minus. So correct my shit. We literally signed a petition to try to get this nigga fired. It did not work. <laughs> but we signed one and it had hella signatures on it. So I believe it. I feel like he's the only teacher who I actively dislike. Other teachers kind of got on my nerves and stuff like that, but he was the one who I was like, get this nigga out of here. You know I don't like people, so my list was a little bit long. Yeah. Okay, now we're going to move into our next topic, which is playground accidents. Oh, Jesus. Which was made specifically for your uncoordinated ass. (laughs) Bro. I almost died on the Mueller Park playground so many times. I'm gonna try to breathe. You do you get any playground accidents? Um, I I had to go into the depths of my life, but I do have playground accidents when I twisted my ankle and I had just weak ankles for several years to come. <laughs> so first of all, this wasn't even on the playground. This was inside because we had like a little jungle gym type of situation, a, a mini jungle gym in my kindergarten classroom (laughs) and i was playing on that in kindergarten smacked my ankle up against one of the bars and just hobbled my little self to my teacher go to the hospital i got a damn fracture that happens to me third grade happens to me so i'm in third grade um marcus gray who is now my (laughs) cousin-in-law And this other boy, Parrish, I want to say what's his name. I forgot what was happening, but they was messing with me, and I was messing with them back. Sometimes how they end up pushing me or I fail, it's a little fuzzy now. Sprained my ankle, same damn ankle. Then move on to fifth grade, playing in basketball, roll the same ankle. My ankle just has been beating my ass since that kindergarten. (laughs) Since that kindergarten injury. Oh, bro. And they still, I'm better now for the most part, but I still be doing stuff in like, or just like, the like sharp pains because the way I move my ankle. But that ankle, and that ain't even the only time I rolled it. I didn't roll that thing a few times, but I want to say I sprained, I fractured it and sprained it twice. Mm. A full mess. The only other thing that I could think of also didn't happen on the playground because I don't, I was just a touch more coordinated, I guess. But it was just funny to me, so I kind of wanted to bring it up. <laughs> Back in fourth grade, I used to try to like sneak and shave my legs and stuff. <laughs> so once upon a time, I was doing that because I would do it not the right way because I wasn't supposed to be doing it. So I'd be in my room with the razor trying to just hit the legs real fast. So I'm doing that. Cut so much meat off of my leg. I still have the scar today. It's better, but I'm still scarred now. Cut so much meat off of my leg. I The white meat was showing. I'm bleeding profusely. Do you think I'd go downstairs out of my room and, like, clean the wound? Nah. What Jalen does is put a bunch of, like, tissue on her wound and wrap it with church socks. You know, church socks is stretchy. So the ones, the white ones with the little frillies at the end. Oh, I put tissue on my wound and wrap it with church socks go to school like everything is cool come home and make up some ridiculous lie 
about. I failed when y'all took me to school. And then I tried to go to the nurse's office, but they didn't help me. So, and I saw I had these socks in my backpack. So I shared it. It was the dumbest lie ever, but dad had to pour peroxide on my lips. And I was screaming. I, re- I remember this shit. Like you probably don't remember what actually happened, but you probably remember the screams. I remember. I remember the tissue, and I remember my all fussing about it how you put all on that stuck tissue to my leg. They had to put the peroxide, try to unstick the tissue. It was gross. It took forever to that for that wound to heal. And like I said, I still have the scar. It's so light now, but I still have it, and that was just a full mess. Trying to be grown. What is wrong with me? I'm now trying to look at my leg. I don't even see the star. It must have went away. No, there you go. There you go. You can't see it, but it's there. <laughs> it's so white now, but it's still there. My war wounds. I was trying to be grown. I was doing that. I was sneaking, trying to put on foundation and all type of stuff, but it was powder. No real shit. Scary. My <laughs> playground accidents happen. I'm just going to zoom through all of these as quickly as possible so I can make sure everybody understands the pain that I went through at Mueller Park. The um the most least important one is when I was running I was running by like that one of these we had two slide sections. I was running by the straight slide, if you know what that is, Jalen or all my other Mueller Park people. I was running by that slide and I was running down towards our the portable buildings and it was this big old piece of bark ground from one of them trees and i didn't see it because i was being a kid and i literally slid on it and i like slid on the pavement and like scraped up my entire leg through my jeans i didn't think i, I thought it was fine because like my pants didn't work so like i'm okay and i started to try to walk bro i was limping i pulled my pants leg up it was blood everywhere oh, gosh. i think i still got some of those wounds as well um speaking of the straight slide we're gonna talk about how in about third grade i think we went on we went outside for extra recess and it was somebody tied a shoestring on the slide no we knew the shoestring was there so we were all like being stupid kids and like throwing a shoestring above our head and just sliding down the slide. It was everything was fine until I was talking and being all distracted. And I thought I went like this, thought the shoestring went above my head the whole time. That bud dropped right back down. I went down that shoestring. Caught me <laughs> oh my gosh. I thought it was over, bro. I almost died. And then, like, the teacher, I was up here crying. Miss Maya's life was like, it's okay, it's okay. Get some scissors. Somebody go in there. She needs to sit somebody in the school to get scissors to cut the string. Why the hell she was sitting there letting it slide down the slide with this shoe string right there? It's beyond me. Maybe she just I'm wasn't really. sick. I don't think she knew it was there. She didn't really know what we was doing. Um, that time, I was running by that random little, like, not that basketball hoop, but, like, that little side thing by the portables that little concrete area okay it's yeah. a part of the playground and it's like this like this pole over there and i was playing tag with my friends and my friend steven grabbed my leg as i was trying to jump over the pole to tag me and i landed on the pole i'm sick <laughs> legs on both sides almost died and then last but not least and this is probably not the last, the only time, like the last time I almost died on this Mueller Park playground, but this is the one that's most memorable because it's literally like at, when I was older. We were, I was on the swing and someone was like, oh, do you want to do an underdog? Ain't that what it's called? I think so. 
I'm like, sure. So they all, you know, doing all the little running with the swing, blah, 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 pushing me up and getting ready to like, get ready to let me go. So they go, they, they push me up and go under. My butt bounces off the swing. And I'm literally holding on to dear life because I was holding on to the swing, obviously, anyway. So I'm holding on to dear life. So my my butt bounced off the seat. And when it came down, it didn't land back on the seat. So I'm literally coming down. I literally dragged across. He's getting hurt on the wood chips. And I, like, blacked out. I closed my eyes. And I just couldn't open them at that point. (laughs) I was just like. I, I, was, I was just holding on to the swing. Just like, he was voluntarily blacked out. And then, like, everybody, all I hear was, like, Trayvon! Like, people screaming over here, trying to get the little freaking playground aids. They walk me into the to the school. I'm sick. over here, wood chips everywhere. I'm crying. Like, I'm, because I'm, like, I'm crying mostly because, one, I almost died. I was scared. I, I had, like, it looked like it was wood chips embedded in my hand, even though they weren't, but it just looked like it was. I went into the, oh. uh, I went to the nurse's office and it was like, all right, we need you to wash your hands so we can see if you have any like tips, any cuts or stuff. Bro, I went in there. I like put my hand under the water real quick. I ain't washed nothing off. My hands was wet and dirty still. She was like, okay, we, <laughs> we need you to do more than that. <laughs> I Ever since then, I can't even get on the swing without getting nauseous. Oh, my gosh. Bro, I almost died. Beulah Park almost killed me on that playground. <laughs> One thing, I don't know why it just came to me. I think it was the scrape. It made, I think it was when I lifted up my pants leg to see, like, all of my scars. Marcus Gray was clearly just ruining my life. <laughs> I told you. He came to our loop program in middle school. I want to say this was, like, 2000, summer 2007. So it was right after Soulja Boy came out, and this matters. This nigga hit me with a damn Pop-Tart, okay? Thinking he was being funny. He came, he hit me with a Pop-Tart. So I got up, started chasing his ass around outside. And I fell and scraped my ass up. But the thing was, they said I felt like, you, like I was doing <laughs> Lame ass middle schoolers. But here was the thing. The song had just came out. So it was like so embarrassing. And that because people was all laughing at it. They were like, ah, because you know, kids, they think that shit was funny as hell. Well, but hell. I'm like thinking about that because I did fall like that. <laughs> I did fall just like that. It scraped my damn knee and my elbow. Here, this is a scar as well. Got that scar right there from my elbow <laughs> from that nigga. Loop used to always give us them damn pop tarts for for snack. I was so sick. So you already that. know what it was. He ain't with a fucking pop put a pop tart. I couldn't stand hmm. that man at that point. I'm like, are you freaking serious? But yeah, now he my cousin in law. So okay, this <laughs> and we was cool then. That's why I was so irritated. Like, why is you playing with me right now? But anyway, moving on to your favorite subject. <laughs> school lunch. That shit is... Let me say this. School, because so you can go in. School lunch was just trash. And everything that I thought I liked at some point was always trash later. Because nothing about public school lunch is good. I was just mad that when I became a senior, they like the year I became a senior was when they was like, oh, no, nah, y'all not allowed to leave campus no more for lunch. Like the fuck? Now can you carry on? I miss school lunch in 
kindergarten and first grade. That was great lunch. <laughs> I'm talking about when we had a nachos with the little frozen stuff in the cup, like the little the green. The frozen the, stuff. No, we had the nachos and they used to give us little desserts and they had the little fro like the little frozen fruit stuff. Like it was. It was oh, like I didn't a, like that. I did. That the only was thing I great. like about school lunch was mandarin oranges. <laughs> I miss the OG Italian dunkers, not the new ones they tried to make as I got older yeah, they tried to reinvent right. it. I miss the thanks the Thanksgiving meal, even though they were just discussing. I think about it, how it looked. They look, honestly look like jail food. How they just I didn't like the together. Thanksgiving meal. I didn't like fried chicken from schools. It wasn't the fried chicken. It was the turkey and the mashed potatoes. Oh, and they the was giving me fried chicken. Oh, we we had that, but nah. I remember very specifically when school lunch started to get nasty, when they started to change stuff. Like, we used to have these good old chicken sandwiches. We used to have the breaded ones. And they stopped giving us the breaded ones. They gave us these seasoned chicken sandwiches. And they used to slap, bro. I used to love chicken sandwich day in elementary good. school. Then they took then they took me to Alger for our little co- a little um a middle school tour. For some reason, we do that in elementary school. And I was like, they was like, oh, if you ever are hungry, if you don't want to eat what's actual on the menu, we always have the chicken sandwiches and the burgers. I can't eat the burgers because the burgers, burgers are always is weak and they real gristly. Bro, them burgers. I every time I ate a school lunch burger, I threw up. Sixty percent gristle. I absolutely. <laughs> and every time I threw up from a school burger, I never made it to the toilet. At Mueller Park, it was always right next to the in the bathroom. I'm sure Mr. Lance was sick of you, Mr. L- I think Mr. Lance already he he already retired by the time I was throwing up from it. But nah, but no, them chicken sandwiches when I got to middle school were so trifling, bro. Like they taste like old people in mothballs. Like, <laughs> like it was just the worst thing. And then I went when I switched schools, everything was just trifling. The milk was hot. It was never. It was never. <laughs> Well, you went to some little, you know, some startup school. They have the, all the all of the things. They the milk, we I used to always call the milk ice hot milk because it was never ice cold like they said on the menu. They were always <laughs> lying to us. It was just a mess. Like school lunch is just disgusting. It was terrible. Every they always messed everything up. Like you, my you, fajitas had a hair in it one time. Uh, the fajitas, you, the chicken on the fajitas used to just look like just oh, hey, yo. Okay, it was one quality thing that stayed quality in high school. Now, I don't know if you ever got it, but they would have like these turkey sandwiches with this bomb ass soup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, that was good. That was always the same. I feel like that, la- that, that, that followed through. That followed through. That stayed consistent, but I feel like it came in later in the game. Everything else, I'm like, oh, this is good, and then it wasn't no more because you know they introduce something new to the menu. Y'all be like, oh, I like this, and then you be like, no, this is trash. I, I'm gonna say shout. Also, shout out to them OG sandwiches from elementary school that we used to have the sack lunches because them sandwiches compared to what sack lunches changed <laughs> to were terrible. OG sack lunches when they used to come with the bag with the the little white bag with the uh, yep. fruit and vegetables on them and yep. stuff. Those and used to slap. Shout out to the OG chicken sandwiches because the breaded ones. Them used to be good. The OG chicken sandwiches and the OG like nuggets were good. Mm-hmm. And they changed them nuggets. And like you said, year. the Italian dunkers slapped. And I was sleeping on the little, them little, them little steak things. I know they weren't steak, but them little thingies. The teriyaki dippers. Yeah, I slept on them. They was kind of good. 
They was kind of good if it's on the kind. I th- I used to be disgusted by them, but at some point I ate them. I was like, this was not that bad. I just put them on the put, put on that little roll with my rice. I used to make it all. We used to be doing shit. <laughs> but nah, uh uh-uh. uh, school lunch do better. What's next? <laughs> school lunch edible because yeah. Next is your most embarrassing moments. Mine is easy. Tenth grade. Uh it was just after my birthday. I had a whole little birthday gathering with my friends, so we were talking about it in class. I tried to go and talk shit to one of my cousins about some shit. I stood up out my seat, slid my seat back, didn't slide back far enough. My leg got caught in the the table leg, and I fell, smacked my head on the wall. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) My whole, like... My over like next to my left eyebrow, I think I don't remember what side it was. Actually, my right eyebrow over there, it like popped open. It didn't even like cut. Like it was it like my skin basically like exploded at that point, and I had to get stitches. And I almost fought this boy because he was laughing. Cause I was mad that he was laughing. And then I realized I was bleeding, and I was like, "Oh, so you seen I was bleeding? And you really thought this shit was funny? Now I'm about to beat his ass." And they had to they pulled me out the classroom. Because obviously I needed stitches, and then these little stupid ass kids. I, after I got the stitches, they put a bandaid over the stitches. So these motherfuckers talking about some. He went to the hospital to get a bandaid. Bitch, fuck you. I had stitches. The bitches hurt, <laughs> and I still got the scar by my eyebrow to this day from when I almost died. Oh man, is that the same eyebrow I almost I cut off? I know. Actually. Yes, because I always take pictures on that side, and you mess that up too for that short period of time. But no, it's th- on top of that. I will also want to say this fun fact: there is still a dent in the wall at the school from where I hit my head at. Wow. <sighs> my embarrassing moments. All of middle school was embarrassing to me because I was mostly ugly and awkward. So there's that. Only good year I had was eighth grade because I was lit. I was more lit in eighth grade. Um. What was embarrassing? Fourth grade talent show was something that I hated and I wish never occurred. Because I was going to sing a song and I was like, I'm going to actually face my fears and sing in front of people. And I did not face my fear and sing in front of people. I was so afraid and terrified, which was crazy because I sang in front of my class multiple times during the rehearsals and everything was cool. I went on that stage and I was so quiet that nobody heard nothing I did. (laughs) They turned the music down and I was still too quiet. And then my mama started moving up closer since she couldn't hear me. I was just like, this is too much. This is too much. And I let it, and I thought I let it go, but I didn't. It's still embarrassing to me. And then what made it worse is that I went to a summer program and it was his boy at the program, and we weren't in the same class. But he was like, oh, I know you. You was that girl who was in a talent show. We couldn't hear you. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, I am screaming. Sick. And that's why at next year's talent show, I just dance with my friends. Because I'm like, dancing, moving my body? I can do that in front of people. Singing? Y'all got me fucked. So oh, that, <laughs> that shit was, was funny like, as hell. Because I remember this shit. Get up. I want to hear none of that. Oh, bro, you was out there. <laughs> it was Leah. Leah too. too. And you, and you, you did all that work. I care for you. You did all that work to figure out if you could say damn in that other song just for you to not get up there and sing. First of all, 
Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't that. damn, it was sexy. It was sexy. I wanted to make sure that was school appropriate. Because <laughs> he had already said you can say stuff. Miss Allen was not playing no games. So I was like, can I say that? And she was like, oh, yeah, it's fine. But hey, some people got there saying they was bad. So I'd rather be quiet than bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can just imagine everybody sitting here like, I can just repeat here. This is like, a waste of our two minutes. That's why how they would sit down there like, um, so can we move on to the next person? Because, yeah, this yeah, is unnecessary. Those talent, those talent shows ended by my time of getting old enough to participate in them, so... Huh, what a time. Do I have any other embarrassing moments? Oh, I fell in front of all of my senior class once upon a time, or my junior class, but they didn't really, it seemed like it wasn't really that, I think less people noticed than I think Because <laughs> we were in like the um, auditorium and I fell through the seat. So everybody didn't notice, but enough people did. I was like, oh my gosh. But yeah, that was all of my embarrassing moments. <laughs> I think that's all that matters. I ain't gonna talk about that one. That's not even important. Okay. Next topic. <laughs> now we finna talk about this. Most memorable fights. Ooh. Duck if and when buck. All my fights consisted of the same person. Oh my god. Was it was a Jesus? Uh-huh. <laughs> me and my me and my friend from, from <laughs> elementary and middle school, Jesus used to fight all the time we fought on the playground at Mulek during loop we i got kicked out of loop the first day of loop but my dad signed a, the permission slip but signed the slip to, and i was able to come back the next day but i was over here trying to hit his head on pose while i was trying to fight jesus i, I think he said something where i thought he said something because he was looking at me he was talking and I, he like he had a little attitudes so i walked up on i was being hostile for no reason that time um then me and jesus almost fought at alger because he told me he was going to put me in the hospital out of nowhere. And I said, you're going to put who in the hospital? And I threw my glasses on the table. I, I gave my glasses to somebody. I said, hold these. I went around the table and I said, put me in the hospital then. Put me in the hospital. And then the security guard came up. He swung, I swung. The security guard scooped me up and pulled me away. And that was that fight. Lasted all the three seconds. It didn't even really happen. But then... The fight that actually happened was in seventh grade, the last time I actually got into a fight because I didn't really need to be fighting any other time. This dude was trying to talk stuff about me. He was all up in my face, touching me, being weird, like poking me and stuff. And I'm like, bro, stop touching me, bro, stop touching me. He was like, what you going to do about it? What you going to do about it? I said, touch me again and see what's going to happen. He slapped my glasses off my face. Oh, no. And I always said, if I get a fight, obviously, I'm going to take my glasses off because you ain't going to break them because mom and dad going to kill me. So I'm like, you just took them off for me. I seen red. I came back to and I was choking him. And then I just threw him and kicked him a couple times and I just started cussing him out. I said so many cuss words. I said cuss words that probably didn't even make sense. I didn't even know they even existed. I was saying everything. That was in Miss Allen class. And she was just sitting there like, oh, well. We just gonna wait a couple minutes because this needed to happen. Cuss <laughs> words that you didn't know existed, though. <laughs> bro, I was just saying stuff, bro. I called that man all types of names, bro. Miss Allison, I said every cuss word she has ever heard. I was, and things that wasn't even cuss words, but I was using them as if they were. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was going off, but nah, like that was the last time I actually got into a fight. It was the moments I was getting ready to get into fights, but. 
obviously. Dad, my dad always said, like, oh, like, if you, admittedly, like, oh, just don't fight. Just, you know, choke him up and throw him around a little bit. You get suspended for less time, according to him. That's what he thought was going to happen. <laughs> uh, but, like, I used to always call my, our dad, like, every time I, I always call dad, every time I thought I was going to get into a fight, and be like, hey, dad, I feel like I'm about to get into a fight with this person. So if you get a phone call from the school, that's why. And every time I called him, I never got into a fight. But the times that I did, I ain't never called. <laughs> <laughs> it was too late. I ain't know they was coming. Oh, no, that's, yes. that's my only fight. It's nothing too too major. I don't really have no fights. I don't really get into fights. Middle school, I was afraid to fight because I felt like anybody I had a problem with had too many relatives. Because for the most part, like, because I've seen that happen. Like, you know, you get into a fight at school, you win, but that nigga got more cousins, and then they jump your ass. And I just was not trying to be subjected to that. And for the most part, I really didn't have no problems with anybody at middle school. It, whenever it was some an issue where I felt like it could have came to a fight, it was always somebody that I was also cool with. So it was just weird. <laughs> it was like, what are we gonna we gonna fight and do what? We hang out in the same like groups, kind of. At least in certain classes, because like I know I almost got into a fight in sixth grade, but it's like. But we be in the same group. We hang out every six period. So what is that going to <laughs> look like? <laughs> so I never got into a fight for real. The only little things I got into was like elementary school. Once upon a time, I got into a scuffle in third grade. Someone who was still also somebody I was cool with. But we was just in the bathroom tossing each other around, wrestling pretty much. She pushed me into the sink. I held her up against the heater involuntarily till her arms started burning. And then the little girl who was in there with us broke it up. And then we went back to class. And we was cool after that. And then in fourth grade, I slapped somebody because she was talking too damn much. And I just could not take. (laughs) I could not deal with it. I had a crush on this boy. Um, and she, everybody knew it because I used to quote unquote date him. So I, you know, back in the day, that relationship was so serious. So she just kept talking about me liking him, and I was just getting so irritated. And I asked her several times to just stop talking about it, and she did not stop talking about it. So she had to be slapped, and I don't even know what came into me. I was this must have been so angry that I just had to slap her, and I was scared all day. I'm like, I'm gonna get in trouble. She gonna tell on me. I'm gonna get suspended, and she never told on me. She a real one. Shout out to you, girl. I ain't gonna say your name because I'm sure you don't want to talk about that particular piece because we're still kind of cool to this day. So shout out to you for never telling on me. I feel like in high school, niggas knew better, and I don't even. I feel like I'm the type of person. I feel like this. Although I did not fight at school, <laughs> I still know that I am capable of doing a couple of things, all right? And I feel like because I'm not a small, I'm not a super tall girl, but I am of a decent stature. And I feel like niggas just want to assume that I can fight and niggas also knew better than to, for, to like for real disrespect me in high school. And not saying that I intimidated nobody or nothing like that, but anybody who I ever had problems with, they, they knew better. I'm just saying that. They they just they just knew better. I had some type of something in that school where niggas just knew better. So yeah, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just say that. <laughs> just say that because I remember I used to be talking big shit at some point <laughs> in high school because I just felt like I could. And I know I remember this one girl when I had said something about her and, I, and she was a known fighter. So that's why I'm like, 
I think I got some pool in this school. <laughs> she was a no-fighter. And I said something, and she had, like, looked over at me, and I just looked back at her. Like, yes, it was me. I said it. And then she just let that shit go. I'm like, yeah, that's that's best. That's best for you. Um, Anyway. <laughs> that's how I move now. Like, yes, I said it, and, and what? It was me. And I'll say it again. But, Moving into our last topic, most memorable moments. My most my most memorable moment would be the one that comes to my mind. I don't know why this it's like one of my favorite moments in like in middle school. Seventh grade, we went to Pando. And I don't know if you if for the listeners, that's like this like snow tubing, tubing place. place. And that was literally like the like it was just that, that was so much fun that I remember that fun to this day. Like I just remember that, like first off being terrified because that that mountain, not the mountain, but like that hill is low key high, and you just be zooming down and it'd be like all that ma- made up ice, so it's real slick and shit. <laughs> but no, nah, like we just had, that was just a really fun time. That was fun. I would say. When I went to Six Flags with Luke, that was also fun until somebody stole my shoes. Oh, that was so sad. Somebody I hate st- that. I hate thinking about that. It makes me sad. Somebody stole my shoes, bro, while I was at the pool because my stupid uh, guy didn't want to let us use a locker, and somebody stole my damn shoes, and Luke I had to walk. Baby was walking around the music park barefoot. I was so sick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he didn't walk past me and I'm up here watching him all little you know he a little teary he, I don't think he was like crying but she was like it seemed like he was just upset and I'm like so what is the problem so what is y'all gonna do are we going to call someone and he's trying to explain himself to me a child because <laughs> I want to know what happened because <laughs> like you're supposed to be supervising my brother like nigga you should have gave him your socks or something I know that's not necessarily sanitary but he walked around barefoot on the on the pavement <laughs> i was so sad and i couldn't do nothing because i was a mere like what seventh grader maybe seventh eighth grade i, don't remember. I couldn't do shit to help him i didn't have no money to buy him no swim shoes which is what they ended up doing and then also this high school was just a lot of high school memories were just i had fun in high school especially after like 10th grade when i got cute my glove started when I started to like raise in my um importantness in the school. It was just fun. My senior trip was cool. I missed my senior class for the people. We was like, it was a small class. Majority of us was all friends. People who I wasn't really cool with then, I'm kind of made up with it. I ain't got no beef with now. But we just had, senior year was just very interesting. And I just miss it sometimes. So yeah, those are memorable. Prom was cool. Mm-hmm. For me, I just, I literally wrote down like the, the top things that came to my head. I'm like, well, I remember these. So, hey, this was a funny moment that happened to me in eighth grade. Because as I already told y'all that from one performance I had kind of left me shook for all future performances. But I was a cheerleader in eighth grade. And I remember our coach being like, oh, make sure y'all tone like tone it down while um 
I don't remember what the the sports person. I don't remember what they called, but somebody had to come monitor our performance before. The athletic we did director. It. Thank you, the athletic director. We had two: one for the women, one for the men. The lady was actually Miss Williams. So <laughs> at that time, so she had to come and like approve our routine to do it. But the coach said, and clearly I was the only nigga listening. The coach said, "Calm it down so she can approve it, but then do it for real the day of the game." So the day of the game, I'm dancing, I'm hitting my jig, bow, bow, bow. And then this girl, she came, she was like calling my name, but I was already so like shook that she was going to say something like mean to me in front of everybody or something terrible. Cause she was like, Jalen, Jalen, calling me from the top of the damn bleachers. But I had to leave early. So I'm just walking out real fast. And then she called me, she caught me like three days later just to give me a damn compliment. But I'm like, I was so like, shook from that one performance I had that I just assumed she was going to say something bad just for her to be like, you the only one who can dance on the whole team. <laughs> That's all <what> she said. <laughs> and I was shook for three days because I'm just like, I can't deal with any more embarrassment. <laughs> I can't deal with it. Just for her to be to say something nice to me. And the rest of the team was mad at me because she told everybody that. And they was like, well, because she was doing them apps. And then because the coach said, I'm like, this is not what the coach said. The coach said to do it for real at the game. Y'all niggas was not listening. Um, Another memorable moment, which I told you about recently, which was the senior prank of 2009 when I was a freshman. <laughs> when I was a freshman. And this disgusting individual came with feces and spread it across <laughs> the third floor of the damn staircase. <laughs> I don't know who, what type of person would do such a thing, but this, I know it was a boy. This boy literally spread feces. I don't know if it was a human or a dog, but he spread it across the third floor. And when I tell you that shit dripped down to the first floor, I remember this girl, Jocelyn, Jocelyn Curry, she had pulled me just out the hallway. I think we were all like in a panic. <laughs> Cause I didn't know what was happening. I told the, the building was, the building was being evacuated. And she was like, Jalen, come here, come here. And she pulls me into the damn staircase. You can smell it at this point. She was like, look at it. That shit right there is shit. And then, like I said, like I said we continue to be evacuated. And I'm like, it's just a whole mess. We could not use that staircase until like the last month of school that year. Because that happened like before Christmas. And we could not use that staircase until like May or June. It was a mess i'm like what type of person does this people was falling in pee it was all type of stuff happening that day and i was just like what is what type of prank what is this but all i think that i think that all that happened to him is he couldn't walk i don't think he got any further punishment but that was just freaking ridiculous that nigga should have been charged with something if you ask me <laughs> that is insane also this is gonna sound very stupid once upon a time, I was friends with this girl. And we had a on-paper rap battle. She had, like, wrote me a letter pretty much saying about all of these negative things about me and how she didn't like me. And at that point, I thought we were, like, best friends at the time. So I was just like, what is this? And she said, I'm going to give you this, and I want you to respond. So I'm like, okay. So I read it over, and I was like, wait, this is not, like, a regular letter. This is, like, a diss. And the rapper and me could just not let this stand. So we went back and forth for three whole letters. 
And then I just killed that hoe because one, she she did poetry too, so she wasn't like she was just trash. But I was just like, eh, eh, I was hitting, you know. And then, because since I'm petty and I felt like I was winning, I shared said letters with so many people in the class. <laughs> like I'm done being friends with this bitch because what was so stupid is like we would do the letters. She wrote me that letter of with all of this negativity, and then she came and sat right next to me. The next time I saw her, I'm like, what is happening? Are we we friends or are we not? Because it don't sound like we are, but you sit next to me acting like everything cool and I am confused. (laughs) This was like freshman year of high school and I was just so confused. Or it might have been sophomore year. I think, I don't don't know. I think it might have been sophomore year because I feel like right after me and her stopped being friends is when me and like Monet and Tashina we started all being best friends, but I kind of confused on when that actually happened, but that was a damn mess. That girl. Prom was also cool for me. I went to like three, I went to three proms, two of CJ's, one of mine. His proms were much funner than mine was because my school was a lot more lame than his was. But- yeah, I went to two proms. I went to three proms like so- junior year and I went to two my senior year. I enjoyed my senior year probably just because it was like, it was just so chill. It was like I said, my school was small, but like we all just had a good time together. And I feel like yeah. that's what made it fun. It was a vibe. Huh, what times? But yeah, that girl, that was a damn mess. <laughs> I cannot believe that happened. I was literally sharing those letters with everybody. I remember we was on a bus for a field trip and I was passing them around. And she might have been embarrassed, but guess what? You started the shit. So whatever happens from which the shit that you started with me is just what happens to you. It is what it is. It is what it is. But yeah, that's all the school days topics that I have. Do you hate anything before we go into our question? No, I don't hate anything this week. I hate a lot, but I don't want to talk about it. I hate a lot of things, but we just going to move right on. And we're going to stay on the subject of school because this is actually from somebody I know, but I'm not going to include her name just because she did not specify if I should or not. So this woman says, I go to UGA, University of Georgia, for those who don't know, and going back to school at this time is really weird. I have an apartment, so I'm not actually on campus, but it's still scary, especially since there was an outbreak at a frat house at another university in Georgia. So between that and knowing that college college kids are reckless, I know that people on campus are not being safe. Do you have any advice for college students during this time? Let me go first because I know my school is doing, my um, alma mater is doing with all this type of stuff as we speak. Everybody going off on Twitter. Um, I would just say it's a process of it's it's a complicated thing to deal with because although you're being safe, there's nothing you can fully do to control others people other people's actions. So I would just strictly say be more mindful about what you're doing. And I know it's hard to like ignore what everybody else is doing because it is it could affect you and it can affect you in different ways. But I would say take control of the things that you can control about where you're going, how how much you're in different places, who you're around, things like that. Because 
you can't control what other people do, although we want to, although we want people to act like they have sense, we want people to not have big parties or go to big parties, and if they're going to, like, social gatherings that are within the limits, that they're wearing masks, things like that, like, yes, we want that, but we can't stress ourselves out over things that we can't control. Yeah. And I think it's hard to just say that, but that's kind of, it, it is, it, it's kind of like, that's all you can do. It control who you hang around with, who you talk to, who you spend time with, who you social distance with, things like that. Those are the things you control. When you go to the store, when you wear your mask, when you make sure that you're protecting yourself, those are the things you control. Like universities need to do, need to for sure do better when it comes to executing how they're going to control a spread on campuses since they, if they chose to bring their students back to the campus, that's something that they need to focus on. But as a student, it's nothing that you can fully do except for control what you can control, which is your, your own actions. I couldn't have said that better myself because I mean, I feel like the state of Georgia is definitely not doing enough at all, but kind of like Trey was saying, you do have to just control the things that you can control. And I think a big part of what's go- what that is, is accepting that this is not going to be a normal year. Like, unfortunately, that just is what it is. And I feel like the wrapping your mind around that now will kind of help as you complete the year because it's just, it's not, it's not going to be the same as last year. It's not going to be just an ordinary year like you're used to. So just do your best to protect yourself, do your best to stay safe and wear your mask absolutely every single time that you have to go onto that campus, every single time you have to be in a face-to-face situation, wear your mask anytime you're in public, wash your hands, but you black, so I'm sure you already are. I trust you. Um, But just be mindful, be mindful of who you're around Get tested if you feel like you have ever been at risk. Don't just be going off of what you think or what you feel like you might be okay. If you feel like you're at risk or that you might have been exposed, please get tested. And I know that UGA has testing on the campus. So please take advantage of that if you can. And just do your best to stay safe. And I'm here. So if anything else happens, just feel free to reach out. Yes, indeed. Praying for you, sis. Yeah, I can only imagine. I'm very happy. I'm, I'm happy that I am not in college right now. But at the same time, just even going to work and stuff like that all the time, I'd be the same way. Because you just yeah. never know. And I am very privileged, and I know I complain about my job so much. I'm trying to stop doing it as much, but I am very privileged in the fact that I do get to work from home, and because I work in a place where there is consistent face-to-face contact outside of me being in office. I have clients that I usually have to visit. And right now we have the luxury of being able to do all of our visits virtually. So I am very happy about that. And I'm going to start practicing some more gratefulness around that because everybody can't say the same. And I am able to still maintain my job and still not have to see clients or not have to leave my house unless I need to, or unless I want to. So just praying for everybody that, is not in that same position. Absolutely. Okay, for the final segment. Yes, the final segment. The freaking playlist. And I want to apologize to all of our playlist listeners who have not been updated on Spotify. I am so sorry. You, Everything will be updated for this week, for the last, for last <laughs> week and all the other weeks. I, I sometimes 
forget that Spotify, my Spotify and my Apple Music obviously are not connected. So I'll add stuff to the Apple Music and be like, oh, we're like a week and a half behind. (laughs) So yeah, y'all get the update and everything will be up there for what you need to listen to. And once again, I apologize for the inconvenience. Okay. Well, what's on your playlist this week, Trey? Okay, the first song on my playlist, I'm going to go back to 2013. Okay. I'm going to put Mirrors by Justin Timberlake on this on the playlist this week. Not mad. This is, I haven't listened to this song for real in a, like, a really long time, and it just came to my mind that I, this is just a vibe. Because somebody was just talking about how Justin Timberlake is just how like he how he had has had a lasting career and just like his versatility and things like that. So I was like, yeah, shout out to JT. Yes. My first song is a throwback to 20 it's not 20, 2004 apparently. And that is a new edition song, Hot Tonight. I was with my friend G and she had mentioned Ralph Tresvant and then somehow from that conversation, that song just got into my head and I really was like, I was like, I must listen to this. And then I kept listening to it. So if you've never heard it before, I feel like you probably have whoever you are in passing because obviously they like new edition was really popping, popping when we were growing up. But when that song came out, it was for show on 106 in park. So you niggas should have heard it. Cause we're going to get hot tonight. That's the only singing you'll get today. <laughs> so it's, Limited okay. this week. This next song on the playlist for me is going to be, surprisingly, it's going to probably take you by surprise, a Kiki Palmer song, actually. Um, which one? I was debating between these two, and I don't know which one. So I'm just going to pick the first one, and I'll go with the next one next week. I Don't Belong to You. I want to be friends with Kiki Palmer. She seems like a very... Maybe I should shoot my shot, my my friendship shot at her. Maybe she'll respond. <laughs> <laughs> she seems like a very like dope person to be friends with. But I Don't Belong to You by Kiki Palmer. I really enjoyed this song. It's a... I forgot which friend put me hip to this. I think it might have been Dallas. But yeah, this song, it's, it's a vibe. So it is on the playlist this week. I'm going to like... I'm going to say this it's a, it's, This is not a throwback, but it's a, a Jalen throwback to when we first started the show because I have been listening to Kalani's up album again. And I have another song for the playlist, which is Open. Also, in parentheses, Passionate. That song goes. I'm sure I was refraining from adding more Kalani songs early in the game so we could get some more versatility. But now that we have some more versatility, we're going to run it back. For sure, for sure. My last entry for the playlist is by a artist that I know. I was listening to this earlier. Chi-Town Love Story, parenthesis, Juke by Cassius Tay. Okay. Um, this is my song for real, no line. And I'm the for it. <laughs> for yeah, it. Th- this, is, this song, you know, I, I went, like I said, I went to school with Tay and I like watched him perform this a lot and a couple of his other songs. And he just a dope artist. So tap in with him. But yeah, this song will for sure be on the playlist. And I feel like y'all will enjoy it. Okay. Yes, I'm for it. I'm all for Tay. Um, my last entry is 
from the real ad rich ad bitch from the south mulatto <laughs> she got a song got called pull up with 21 savage it's lit i haven't listened to the whole album yet because i haven't had the chance to listen to the whole thing but pull up is lit so if you haven't already i think it was the album called queen of the south so if you haven't heard that listen to the album but for sure listen to that song because it's everything for sure for sure do you have anything to share before we wrap um actually i do make sure you are tapping into my poetry thursdays that are posting every thursday please listen to them because i am writing those and a project right now at the same time and Mm. i can promise you it is not easy so yes please make sure you are listening to those yes watch the poetry thursdays same day the podcast comes out, just probably later in the evening or just later, later in the day, but same day podcast come out. So make sure yeah. when you hear this, just after you listen to it, just go check the page to see if it's up. <laughs> yes, they are on my Instagram page, which is Poetry Official. And they should also be starting to be posted to my YouTube channel as well, which is just, I also believe maybe Poetry Official might just be Poetry. But if you go to my Instagram, you can find all of that there. Yes, tap in with Trey and listen to all of the things. I don't have anything this week because I'm drunk, so I'm going to wrap up. Thank you for (laughs) tuning in. We out of here.